Welcome, fellow Vikings, to Valhalla. Oh my god. We bask in Odin's glory and feast upon his mead and meat. Oh. Sus. Pause. <laughs> oh. No, Pause. wait. Hold on. That's not what I meant. No. <laughs> this is going to be something for you to edit out, isn't it? No, I'm going to keep this in. Oh, I'm going to keep it you. all in. Okay. Um. Yeah, we're... I'm Ritter. I'm Mike. Uh, and, uh, come on, come on. Uh, he's, he's going to a, uh, Viking name generator. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's going to just straight up, let's start speaking Slavic or whatever. I forget what language it is. It's just Swedish, dude. Is it Swedish? I give up. <sighs> dude, I'm, thinking dude, Kevin. I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. Dude, the Swedish language hasn't changed in thousands of years. Fair. Like completely, there isn't no, there isn't a old Swedish. No, I'm the same as like old English. I'm dead serious. Old uh, Viking sagas that they found, uh, Swedish researchers could just read it. There wasn't any translation. They literally could just read the. <laughs> uh, I might seem uncultured, but is ancient Greek and ancient Egyptian comparable to modern Egyptian and modern Greek? No, I have no idea. Because uh, like I think they ancient- were able to get. The, they were able to get Egyptian because the Rosetta Stone was also in Greek. And yeah, what, that was a language we already knew. Um, yeah, from what I'm aware, ancient Greek and modern Greek are not comparable in the same way. I think it evolved kind of like English did, where if you go that far, far back, even if you're in a quote-unquote English-speaking country, you're not going to know what the fuck anyone's saying. <laughs> Good old Latin. It's just like uh, Irish... Not understanding Irish. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just a dialect thing. It is. Where, but are, also, you, but where also, are you from? Um, Two streets north? I can't understand what you're saying. Uh, it's uh, also just like Ignoring. old Irish language is just kind of really dead in Ireland. So that like some pe- not a lot of people. What, actually Gaelic? Like speak. Uh, just no. Old Irish, I think, is like it's Gaelic. own language. Why are you so anti? Why are you so homophobic? You're, it's it, Accusing... I'm saying it's gay-like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give you a gay-like. Oh, don't make promises you can't keep. <laughs> um, so yeah, we are talking about The Northman, and... It's a movie about Kanye West kid. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Except North is a girl. For now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, by the way, full disclosure, so that way no one calls us out later... We were invited to an early screening of this movie. Early as in like a day and a half, <laughs> two days early. But I'm I'm just being transparent. We did technically see this for free. Oh. Um, and I... F- Moving on up <laughs> to the east side. And I fucking loved it. Yeah. No, it was we, really we, good. This movie was for you. Uh, because what? No, what? <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, Ritter, how many times did you uh, come in that uh, that theater? You you have, you have to see white, right? What? <laughs> Just let, let me make this clear. 
we were either going to do an episode on this willingly or with my gun in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, So last year or maybe a couple of months ago, basically when the Northman trailer first dropped... Um, no, <laughs> I, I in, don't expose me. <laughs> I, I dropped the trailer on the family Discord, um, and uh, it, it's I was like, this has uh, Alex Gander, Skarsgård, Willem Dafoe, Ethan Hawke, Anya Taylor Joy. It's a Viking movie. It's a revenge movie, and I was like, this is prime Ritter bait. <laughs> and Bob Eggers. <laughs> And by the way, before I even saw that he wrote down Ritter bait, I posted, hey, we have to see this. And then I just saw your comment. Fuck you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I fell for the bait. Um, no, yeah. This is directed by Robert Eggers. He did uh, Lighthouse, The Witch, or The Vavitch, depending on if you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is very well known for doing art weird house. shit weird art house but good shit and um this is no different yeah no uh this gave me reminisce of the feel when i was watching uh nightmare alley as really? in the black and white and just imagery just just how they framed things and like how pacing and like the subtle uh, references there were to whatever the uh, inspiration came from. I, I guess is the best ways I can put it. I, it's framed in a way where um, I know they're both two different directors, but it feels very similar in certain aspects. And it's just the way things are framed, I, I guess. I think I see where you're coming from because Northman is not a fast-paced movie, but it's paced well to where, I mean, there was maybe one part that I felt like was a little slow, but overall, I felt like the story beats came within a natural, like, rhythm, mm -hmm. and but, but it took its time to tell its story. It's very character-driven. Oh, 100%. That's almost the entire movie. Yeah. I think what Mike was trying to say is that, like, every... Uh, element of the screen was placed deliberately like within the frame because like it's um you, you could pause at like several moments and it's like you just you know one of those screenshot uh or screensaver oh like definitely frames um in the same vein as like nightmare alley where like every picture or every frame could be paused at to look like uh, a photo from there were multiple times god, during the thank god kevin can read my freaking mind because there was no way i was gonna i was gonna burn is this wall yellow or red <laughs> i'm assuming that you tell me it's yellow but i was sure i'll take your word for it god <laughs> i'm colorblind uh i don't see color uh, oh my god no all races are equal <laughs> um no, it uh, it, there were multiple times throughout the movie I tried to hit control print screen, but it wouldn't work, and I don't know why. Um, no, we were watching at theater, so you know, breaking into like the, you know, the projector room. I wouldn't even need to break in; I could just ask someone, and they'd let me in. <laughs> True, but um, no, <laughs> you got the you got the repairman costume. He's like, hey, uh, let me uh, fix one of your uh, projectors. <laughs> I still have my maintenance outfit, so I'm just like, hey, I'm just I'm the new manager. Come on, let me in. <laughs> um, 
No. So yeah, the movie follows Alexander Alexander Skarsgård character who starts off as a small boy. Um, his father and the men of the village come home from a raid and they're giving out their treasures and whatnot and uh everyone's celebrating their return some people are celebrating the return did we also explain that alexander's dad is like the king is like we haven't gone there yet yeah he's like he's the raven king so he's uh you know an important person yeah you could almost say he's a viking uh where's my knife (laughs) (laughs) um I'll die on that hill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good good for you. I'm pr- proud of you, son. Um, no, yeah. but uh, yeah, he's a king. They come home. And like, you, from the trailers, you should already know, his uncle betrays his father, kills him, and like takes over the village uh-huh. and tries to kill uh, Skarsgård's character so that there's no witnesses or anything. Baby Amleth. And also, they don't want no heirs. Exactly. But um, what I did like is at the beginning of the movie, you get a sense that like people respect the king, but there are those that are just like, cool, he's back, whatever. Like, yeah, it you had the sense that something was off, even if you couldn't place it. Um, but. There, before we before we get into big spoilers and stuff, one thing I really did like about this movie is it reminded me of The Green Knight in the way that it blended uh, fantastical and mythological elements within reality to where you were kind of trying to identify what was actually happening versus if there was actually like spiritual or mythological assistance or it's like if you're if you're, you're like you're like watching the movie and is like is this symbolic or is this actually happening or is this actually like happening in the real world because there are some parts that even the movie addresses are symbolic and aren't actually happening but then there are some things that happen where you're like how wait what? hold on wait no hold on <laughs> and there the movie's just like fuck you we're moving on Mm-hmm. Uh, we went with the joke that after he had them hardcore drugs, it's just been all- <laughs> it's just been a drug trip the whole time, <laughs> the entire time. I I will say as the um as, as Kevin has been quoted as calling me the Norsebu, um, <laughs> I was fucking hyped throughout this entire movie. They got they got a lot of things right both mythologically and certain historical elements that I was I was real happy with. I, I came out of that way, chef's kiss. Oh, yeah, this man was, like, freaking blowing it every time he saw <laughs> something that he, that he really liked. He's like, oh, they did it right. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to lean over, and I'm like, my pants are so tight right now. <laughs> um, but what about you guys? I've... I can fucking gush on this movie for the whole hour but oh i'm sure you can we're not gonna deny you that i think um everyone has already pointed out that this is an adaptation an inspiration of hamlet and lion king mm-hmm. um so <laughs> it... just had to throw lion king in there and <laughs> 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 <I, laughs> drop it that's a that's he's a... like what are other works based on hamlet lion king <laughs> <laughs> um but like i also would pros- probably think of like gladiator a lot of like revenge stories where uh, 
someone's family gets murdered and then gets sent exiled from a kingdom and then gets trained as a slave and then comes back to reclaim his kingdom um it just all of those stories just remind me of gladiator yeah (laughs) i don't Um, blame you uh but yeah there are uh a lot of very just cool concepts i could never yeah i I could never figure out what was real uh or what wasn't um but it has like a lot of just vivid imagery um and it's kind of like hard to talk about it without like spoilers but like it it just kind of like mixes everything well it's very like epic in the classical sense like this is very much feels like a legend that existed i i don't know i'm like a little bit uninformed if this was actually based on anything it's not but like it's <clears throat> yeah it, this is, sounds like a legend or a myth uh like a norse myth that's been like passed down from generations or yeah, something yeah. Like that. i mean the only thing that would be changed about this to make it like a norse legend or something is if they were gods that were doing this and shit but it but there it's follows very close the, it no it's, and i'm saying well it be. follows the line down and like it's very it never broke my immersion yeah and it did a really good job of like even the out of this world things it was it was within the realm of like under like a bit making sense for this world yeah and i was like oh shoot okay uh like there was a scene where they were getting ready for a raid and how they did their uh oh you're talking about the berserker hype team yeah oh that boy (laughs) that was fucking good (laughs) okay and that doesn't spoil anything so that's why i can say it's like at the beginning of the movie it's also like one of the most historically accurate parts that got me fucking hyped because berserkers would drink uh this type of psychedelic mushroom like tea and that tea was also refined by drinking it, pissing it out, heating it up, and drink. Like, the more it got processed through a body, the more psychedelic it became. So, like, these berserkers would be wearing animal pelts and stuff. They would drink this tea and just be tripping balls Yeah, the whole time. Uh, and, it, and it was just so wild. I was worried that Ritter was going to take his shirt off and start just getting into it, too. And I was like, no, Ritter, not on the floor. <laughs> oh. Oh, because <laughs> um, yeah, uh, in the trailer it shows it, but like when they're coming up to like do the raid, like a spear gets launched at him, he catches it and then just throws it back. I'm like, okay, what a badass over here! No, yeah, um, I will say that was one gripe I had for the movie, and it's a gripe. It didn't take me out of it, but I did notice it fairly quickly. A lot of the fighting is it feels like stage fighting yes absolutely. like for a local theater production or something they like just kind of one-sided no uh basically the way i identify it is that you could visibly see the breaks that were being taken by each side to allow the other one to act yeah and for certain scene it didn't happen often but there were certain scenes where the swings were slow and wide slow and wide and were to be interpreted as a close swing but in reality they were like five feet away and like it was mainly for like the big like 
battle scenes that, for like the uh, now granted the smaller the, ones. The raid scene looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looked great. Everything else though that was more character focused, that right. was where the stage fighting came in, and I feel like that probably had more roots in the fact that it was based on Hamlet mm-hmm. or had that influence. That might have been what caused kind of the, those fight scenes to feel more like a theater play. Yeah. But that was something I noticed that I was like, I, I kind of wish they did better choreography for that. But I, th- they, they made up for it for just the storyline they had and oh. how they made you believe this world existed. Um. Also the audio and soundtrack for this movie so good oh my god i i am a sucker for most music <laughs> it reminds me of it reminds me of um uh what is are they called the the zarda cars in dune or oh what? god yeah cheeseburger cheeseburger did the bosburger movie come out already yeah <laughs> yeah the bosburger moves out <laughs> i want to go see that too <laughs> Yeah, we can. But can we um, go see that. I don't no. know. You might be out of time. We're, <laughs> we're in uh, late June right now. No, don't date us. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been a full two months after the fucking Northman came out. But um, yeah, but we recorded it like two days after the Northman, right? The okay, it it's a bit out. late for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not editing that much into it. But um, no, the soundtrack was really very good because it followed the thematic like tribal beat elements and like chanting and low like gravelly tones and i'm a sucker for that music mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's my unga bunga brain but <laughs> hey no it, like that it uh, worked really that's what well. this movie was i mean like on the there there on the like, surface it's unga yeah. bunga yeah but then there's like the bigger picture and the fucking is your legacy uh the tree of life yggdrasil yeah uh, and like i also the visuals were good. Mm-hmm. Dreamlike. That they they, they played. They played off like, and here. So yes, dreamlike and fantastical. But the big difference between this and Green Knight is Green Knight used very vivid colors, mm-hmm. and this one was more muted. It's um yeah. the way I kind it, of thought of uh, I thought of it, and I can't really like confirm it, but like. Whenever things got supernatural, it seemed like things got black and white. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. then again, like it only went black and white during the night scenes. Because during the day, I don't think it ever went black. No, and white. during the day, it gets really colorful, but, it, but, but muted in certain aspects. But there's like a deliberate use of color and the yeah. deliberate use of like the absence of color. Because like the more the more fantastical parts and the more emotionally charged parts were muted and or completely black and white. But then, like the more everyday life and like reality stuff was color. Yeah, like uh, when they had they had a view of like the island, an island they were going to, and it was just lush green. Yeah, I the way gorgeous the way I felt like it was playing out was that like I think here's what I think. Okay, Uh, head cannon fan interpretation <laughs> oh boy sure i think this entire movie is actually told from anya taylor joy's perspective i mean it can be um because yeah you could say that from what yeah. 
because it almost seems like every part that like you could see being grounded in reality and like shit is colorful. I'm not saying it's like super saturated and like you're looking at fucking Fortnite, mm. but there's color to it. And some of the other parts are where the more fantastical, the like the big showdown that happens and whatnot mm. are more muted and black and white and stuff. Like it's almost like that's something that's being added in to fill in gaps of a person's memory. It's or... how someone would remember like those events. Yeah. Not very like grounded in reality and it might be like uh, exaggerated at some point. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which I think is an interesting uh, motif to take because in almost every other movie, if it's a part that's more like fantastical or exaggerated, they crank the color up or they make it super silly and stuff like that. But I, I think it matches with the theme they were trying to go with to do the opposite. And speaking of which, cause I've been talking nonstop. What is the theme of the movie? God, it's been a minute. Uh, <laughs> uh, say no to slavery. Uh, yes. <laughs> if, if you're going to have to stop me if I'm wrong, but my brain is telling Duncan. me, um, at least how I remember it is, uh, I almost want to say revenge and then something about protecting family or something like that. <laughs> avenging avenge, avenging your family or... No, 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 no. Mike, I said Northman, not Fast and the Furious. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Family. <laughs> family. No, Mike, I said Northman, not Last Jedi. Yeah, oh, right. God. Or uh, Last Skywalker. Uh, I said Northman, not Lightyear. Yeah, um, was Lightyear about family? <laughs> kind of. Well, he's he he gets to a point where he has to make a choice: either get revenge or go with his fa- uh, family to a family. new family. And he to chose a new life. the opposite of family. Yeah, and he Dominion chose... Toretto would not be. Or proud. did or did he choose the opposite of family? That is the question. Yes. <laughs> no, but that's that's a fair take on it, mm-hmm. as I understood it, Kevin. Um, I think it can be argued that there is no like good and evil. That too. Um, and that revenge is not worth it. Um, or rather, like just kind of like violence is not worth it. Uh, they the the way the movie like kind of just um characterizes and shows off um the quote unquote good qualities of the quote unquote villain. Mm-hmm. Um, in that like. He has a family. He has a happy family. He has yeah. like children who love him, and he cares about you know his family and uh, his kingdom. What limited kingdom he has? Yeah, because <laughs> he's because no, it's not like the same kingdom that his father had. This is like quote unquote just a fucking farmer's hut. <laughs> yeah, in a field. Yeah, and it's like is revenge still worth it when you hit someone who's like. In their low point, like, uh, it reminds me of, um, uh, what this, the, the book three episode. Oh, the Avatar. Avatar. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was going <laughs> I knew it. I, was, I knew as soon as you were bringing it up, I knew exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about when they go when find I, yeah, revenge for Katara's Katara has mother. her turn yeah. with the Zuko. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, it's my turn to have my character building episode. Yeah. Um, and so it's a full moon and, uh, she tracks down her mother's killer. And like, 
Um, a lot of shows do this. Um, you know, uh, a lot of main characters come from tragic backgrounds, and then later on in their show or movie, they're able to track down the person that did them wrong. Um, okay. I think there's like a Batman story where he eventually finds his killer and like forgives him. Yes. I, yeah. I think there's like a Spider-Man story where yes, he yep. like finds his killer and like forgives him. Um, so Katara's moment. Katara's moments where uh, she is a fantastic episode. It um, is a good episode. Finds finds her killer and he is just at the lowest point of his life. Well, he's at the end of his life. He's true. Lived, he's also at the end. He's like yeah. He's he's lived a somewhat happy life, I guess. His, Maybe his mom hates him or whatever. And then... he, I think he hates his mother. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Wait, he's <laughs> waiting for his mother to die. Really, is what it's, <laughs> it sounds like. Um, but yeah, it kind of just brings forth that brings forth that question. Like, is the uh, is revenge worth it? Um. And uh, the ending of the movie can be interpreted, like, either way. And it can be interpreted that, like, it stops being about revenge anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I saw the themes of the movie being, obviously, revenge, acceptance, and then um, the failure to move on. No, there was the other thing. Acceptance. Oh, I had something else in my brain. Fuck. Slavery. I had bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was revenge, acceptance, and uh, yeah, because the the reason and truth, I guess, because like, without getting into spoilers, you kind of get more of what actually occurred revealed to you and how the truth of like oh i remember the other point i was going to make uh revenge uh acceptance and uh honor because a big thing throughout the whole movie is uh hamleth are you going to keep your oath yeah are you are you going to keep your oath as a man Mm -hmm. and uphold it and he's like dead set on it because it's about revenge. And then at a certain point of the film, it's hard to talk about this without spoiling, but at a certain point of the film, he, the, it's, it starts being, it starts making it hard to have revenge. Yeah. Well, he it yeah. makes it complicated. He like, gets do to, I want this anymore? Yeah. Because he can, <laughs> it basically gets to a point where he can do something else and be happy. Mm-hmm. But, his actions have forced him to a point where that's not an option anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's still an option. It's not kind no. of it's cause, and that's where the acceptance part comes in where he's like, I have to accept that my actions have not allowed me this life that I wish. Oh anymore. yeah. You know, I know what you're talking about now. Never mind. And Sorry, I have it's been a minute. Yeah. And I have to accept that. The, I have walked down this path to uphold my oath for too long, mm-hmm. and I can't back out of it now, even if I want to. Yeah. The 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 points of return have passed. Right. Um. Okay. We're about halfway through the episode. I am. I know you. I am walking on eggshells here. You are. You, you are. Go- you are about to bust, and you do, want to. Do you guys have any other points you want to make up, non-spoiler, before we start getting into spoilers? Uh, to uh, be honest, probably like recommendation. Yeah. So like, <sighs> I this movie. Um, I know a lot of people. 
um, just from a lot of reactions, like either didn't enjoy it, enjoyed it, but they'll only watch it once. Um, or it was like just kind of hard to get into. Know what I mean? Um, yeah. So uh, I I would say if you're uh, really just fascinated with the subject matter um, and if you're into just something more cerebral, um, I guess I could recommend this to you, but not for like a general audience or anything. Yeah. I, th- I think this has to be a movie you are... This isn't one that you just kind of find on Netflix and go, yeah, I guess I'll watch it right now. I, this is one you have to like make the l- cognizant decision to, I'm going to watch The Northman tonight or right yeah. now. Because it's you have to be willing to immerse yourself in it in order to fully appreciate what it's telling you. It's it's I it's not something I could see anyone enjoying as like a passive watch. Yeah, this is definitely not a passive watch. No, you're not doing laundry while you're doing this. Yeah, you, unfortunately, you will <laughs> you will bounce off this movie if you try to. Do you're that. you're not you don't have this playing on one screen while playing League on the other. No, yeah. <laughs> it's also a tragedy, but understandable. Or if you do, you're gonna get fucking murked in League because you're too busy watching the movie. <laughs> that too. And then you're like fucking shut up, and you just quit out the game, knowing you're gonna be. It's temporary banned for the next two hours, but you don't care. You have two hours to yeah. kill. Um, you know what could get you immersed into the movie is if you took off your clothes and got on all fours and start howling like a wolf. Or if you do what I have <laughs> and get a drinking horn. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> but, uh, Mike? Yeah, um, this is definitely for someone who's actually going to put in the time to actually like focus and pay attention to this movie. Uh, then I would say it's a definite watch, but for your average movie over, it's unfortunately one of those movies where it's like that you can't shut off your brain. It also did not do well in theaters, mm. which really made me upset. Which is weird because I would only want to watch this movie in theaters. I, I think a big thing is that the director's movies in the past are weird, mm. and they the reason his past movies have done so well is because he was given indie movie budget and he made big movie film. Mm -hmm. And in this one, he was given big movie budget. He made big movie film, but it didn't do big movie profits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, although I really like the fact that he was given a chance to do a more, a more large story and film and tell it the way he did. He probably isn't going to get that chance again, not because he did a bad job, but just because the profits didn't match what the budget was. Right. But that's okay. He does amazing shit with low budget. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Fucking lighthouse was amazing. And so was Witch. haven't seen either of those. Uh, they're very good. I'm sure they are. Okay. Um, I would, uh, say that like it didn't include enough Willem Dafoe penis. True. <laughs> you know what? It, that's probably what really slashed into its budget is because they were just like, nope. Oh no, you want uh, Willem Dafoe? He was fine. Okay, so apparently on IMDb, some trivia. Uh, everyone received gifts from the set. Nicole Kidman got a sword. Willem Dafoe just received a fucking long ship. 
<laughs> Wait. You know the boats they had? Yeah. He just got one. What? Um, I'm guessing that's what Bjork got, got three horses. And then Alexander Skarsgård got the blood-stained thong he wore for the um, final like scene. That's kind of funny. And I'm just like, holy fuck. Wait, boat. It doesn't sound like they got to choose, or maybe they did choose, and they were just like, they're like, I bet you they got to choose. And that was nice. Because it's very Bjork of Bjork to just choose three horses. And like, I can see Skarsgård kind of being like, I don't really need anything that big. I'll take that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, um, okay. Entering spoilers in five, four, three. Go watch the movie if you want to see it. One. Don't listen to us. Okay. I could not have been the only one squirming in my seat when the mom was about to fuck. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I was as, like, I was like uh, as the movie was going on, and I'm like, please, Nicole, please don't kiss him. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is... Uh, God, they, they, they worked on um, something together. I think it was a TV show. Um... And like they have chemistry together. Oh even yeah. Th- even though uh, Nicole Kidman's like happily married and stuff, um, she like kisses her like close friends. I I th- also I think almost everyone in this movie has worked together in the past. Mm-hmm. I believe it. In what either maybe not everyone with each other, but everyone on the set has worked with at least one or two of the other. Anya Taylor Joy and Ethan Hawke are in the MCU. Yes. <laughs> um. No. Okay. So big spoiler. Uh, yeah, the mom was in on it and helped the uncle kill Omleth's dad. Yeah. And that's the big truth part of what I said earlier of like, kind of when you're a kid, you see things black and white. Yeah. He saw saw it differently. Yeah. Yeah. He remembered things in his childlike manner and remembrance of the member berries. And, and over, and over time, his rage just kind of cemented these memories as fact for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like in a co- as he's like hunting down his uncle, his mom who became his like partner and had kids with him and stuff. She reveals, she's like, I kind of wish they killed you cause you killed my new son. And I fucking hated your father. I hated all of that. And he's like, no, that's, you're my mom. You're like, he, she's like, I do love you. We could be so much. And he's like yeah. seducing him. And I'm like, no. He's like, if you kill my husband, we you, better be you, some- you better prepare to be my king. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, no. And then she goes in and kisses him. And like, what's great is because you as the audience and Alice and Omleth as a character yeah, are all, all like, oh. every, everyone's like, Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Stop! And um, it's and okay to the acceptance part. So Anya Taylor Joy and Alexander Skarsgård character become a couple. Yeah, they fall in love and they start getting naughty. It's and, um very much like Pokemon breeding. Yes, uh, because they're both slaves, right? And so because... well, he's not really a slave. <laughs> he's a pretend slave. He, okay, <laughs> this okay. I want to talk... This is another gripe of the movie. He hears that there's a slave shipment going to where he wants to go because he finds out his uncle is still alive. I think he uh, is, like, refuging in, like, Iceland or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead, because he's part of the group that's sending the slaves, instead of being like, 
hey, dude, I want to go on this slave shipment. He just goes, the only way I can do this is if I infiltrate I, as a slave. I think he, he wants to that... get closer and have like a longer time to plan. I yeah. guess. Also, um, I don't think they would let him go because he's such it, a good warrior. He's such a good warrior. They wouldn't want to let him go, especially yeah. being a berserker. I don't know. For some reason, I felt like there could have been if a you, better. They could have been. Yeah, they could have been. Remember, the leader was like, "I'm never gonna let you go." Be like, and as just like let you go because you're you're so important and you did such a great job on this. Uh, thing. I don't know because I he's felt, like, I don't regret picking you up from the water and saving your life and stuff. Mm-hmm. I felt like there could have been like he goes on the shipment and then he infiltrates with the slaves like after, mm-hmm. but. You know, yeah. I didn't write the movie. It still turned out fine. But um, no, so the acceptance comes when, like, they're actively on a ship. Anya Taylor-Joy and Alexander Skarsgård. It's revealed she's pregnant with his future children. Is the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, and he comes to a sudden realization where he's like, I have already done so much to my uncle. If I let him live... He's going to hunt me down. He will hunt us down. Yeah. He will not stop. It is just him creating another him. Yeah. And that's where he's like, and Anya Tilly Joy's like, no, you don't have to go. We don't have to. He's like, no, you don't understand. If I don't, our family dies. Yeah. I do this to protect the family. And that's where I think the acceptance part comes in of like, he's finally understood what he's done. Mm-hmm. And how like he's created a cycle of uh, revenge, and yeah. and he has to end it. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, he. God, um, I the the sword part was pretty wild. Oh, with the Draugr? Yeah, with the Draugr. and then he just defeats it, and then wakes up and just has it, or yeah. just restarted. I'm like, wait, <laughs> it was a mental fight. <laughs> it, it was it was the uh, it was magic. It was illusion magic mm-hmm. to make sure he was worthy for the sword. You know, I, I was like, because like that, it's a legendary sword and it doesn't unsheath for anyone. Mm-hmm. Only and I night. thought, and it only unsheaths at night. Yeah, and I was like, there's no way that's real. But it, and then, he's and then it's pull it actually out. real because <laughs> yeah. someone tries to unsheath the sword, but it doesn't work. And I'm like, is magic real? <laughs> yeah, and then and he also, tries he... to unsheath it like himself, and he still can't do it. He's like. Okay, another is magic real part is when he's tied up in the barn after being like beat up and shit. And the yeah, raven crows. Yeah. But it's because, you know, his father's the Raven King. But no, that... it's the, the it's the one girl that frees him, right? No. No, it's, it's, the, not? it's the Ravens. Oh, okay. Because he's the Raven King. I thought she did a magic thing. No. I I so <laughs> the, the the thing that's funny for me is that I was like, Anya Taylor-Joy is full of bullshit. She's one of those, like, spiritual girls. <laughs> just like, this spell from Mother Earth will keep you safe. And I'm like, yeah, whatever you say, bitch. <laughs> but then as the movie goes on, Kevin's like, oh, shit. As he pulls on his collar. <laughs> he's like, ooh. Um, no, yeah. Um, and, like, if you're cynical... You can just be like, yeah, the sword isn't unsheathing because it's an old fucking sword that has been sitting in a cave yeah, but uh, for it's God still, knows it's how still long. On sheets, though, sometimes only at night. <laughs> but the scabbard's also old, so it could catch occasionally. I'm just saying, if you're cynical, yeah. Um, um one thing I that I really liked that the movie did was like all the horrific things were just 
uh, framed in a way where it's just every day. It, like, it's just an everyday thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, because, like, it's very much like um, God's 12 plagues with Moses. Yeah. <laughs> where, like, every night someone gets someone's insides become their outsides and it and like fucking Skarsgård <laughs> Skarsgård has fun with it where he just makes yeah. a giant diorama yeah. statue yeah. <laughs> so like just takes people's intestines and turns them into like balloon animals you, you wonder if he's sitting there in the middle of the night with like some hay and like a pallet of blood like hmm. I could do something with this there's something <laughs> in this corner that needs this corner feels empty I think there was also just like one old lady that pissed him off and so she also got like murked or no, she was just hanging no, upside no, down. No, no, she was one of the priestesses or something. Oh, she was abusing the, the yeah, female, yeah, the female slaves. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, and it's because he's playing off of their superstition. Yes, yeah. and, and also what adds to that is that he has control over wolves too. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, yeah he, does. he does. I forgot that part. Well, he, fucking... he has control over canines because even domesticated dogs went crazy. Yeah, because he started howling and shit. Yeah. Like yeah. again, another part where you're like, is it fucking magic or did he do other shit that we didn't see? I mean, like he also talked to Willem Dafoe's um, frozen head. head. Oh with... no! Through another, through another, through another guy, person, though. through yeah. uh, Odin man. Yeah, in the yeah. By and the... is that person real? Like, does he just hang out there? Because if you recognized him, he was also the person who ran the Berserker hype camp. Yeah, he was. They were the exact same person. He's just walking around. He's just traveling. So He's the old shaman dude that just walks around. Well, the symbolic interpretation is, is that he's actually Odin. And he's allowing uh, Amleth to communicate with Defoe. And mm-hmm. he's also leading because... Most Norse warriors, when they go into battle, they're making praise to Odin. Because, mm-hmm. oh, because by the way, pretty much every Norse god is a is a god of war. Uh-huh. There are some that are specifically god of war, but most of them are warrior gods. Yeah. Um. At least the um. Uh, Aesir are. There's the uh another. There's like another sect of Norse gods that are more nature and fertility based. The women. Actually, they're not all women. Yeah. They have Valkyries, man. But, uh, the, uh, but no, they would make prayers to Odin because it was like, if you make a prayer to Odin, you're going to get a good fight or you're going to die in the fight so you get to go to Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Either way, you win. Yeah. And, uh, and he, that, that the part with the ravens in the barn, it was like, is it because of the Raven King or is it because he communicated with Odin? Because Odin's got two Raidens. Um, oh God, what are their names? The the names of the Ravens? Yes, because it, the they're like Norse words for memory and uh, fate. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, I mean, like there's also um, there's also an allusion to Odin uh, in the beginning where uh, there's they have like a statue, Ho- Hugin and Munin. Who get in mooning? They're they're uh, for thought and memory. Nice. That's what I used to do in high school. Hogan and Moomin. <laughs> God damn it. Um. No, and like, 
And then there's a scene where like he poisons their food with the psychedelic mushrooms. Yeah. So he's like the shadows of the underworld are gonna come assault them, and they start going crazy. Yeah. And, and everyone who wasn't easily take them out. And he's so good at like playing uh, spy. He was so. Good oh at, yeah, he was so good. He at was good. At, he is so good at being a sus imposter because yeah. like they he was like in charge of guarding like other yeah, slaves. The camp. Yeah. He started oh, to... well, that's at the because same time... he, sla- he saved uh, the son. Yeah, yeah, no, he becomes, he, he becomes like, you know, leader of the slaves. Yeah. He, he starts He's climbing like... that ladder of the corporate structure. Yeah. And even though he's like sus imposter and he's like venting all over the place while killing people at the same time, like, um, he's not touching the slaves, but he's killing like, uh, the, the local bodyguards, yeah. um, to the, to his uncle. I also did enjoy how his muscles are like atrophying in his slave trip there. Yeah. But then once he's... he's there and he has food, he's just doing like secret workouts. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm going to. Was the trip that long? Well, I mean, if you think about it. They're also not getting fed very well. They're not getting fed well. You're not having any ability to build, keep those muscles built up and shit. <laughs> and like that boat ride. If he's going from, because uh, I don't know where he sailed Greenland from. to Sweden, I'm assuming it's going to be Sweden to Greenland, or it could be Britain. I thought he was. I thought the the new. No, no, was he wasn't Britain. He wasn't Britain when uh, he left with the slaves. Yeah, he was because uh, it was a land of the Brits. Uh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. would. That would probably be like at least a month journey. Twenty minutes at at least think yeah that would be at least a month journey most of it by sea and then the rest of it on land mm-hmm. yeah so like it's not a short trip and like if and they definitely lost some people along the way yeah but if you go that long without your protein injections and your uh swole gains you you lose muscle quick you need that creatine yeah <laughs> but um no i all the performances were fucking fantastic uh, it, I, it it was fun watching him be uh, Splinter Cell, just murking yeah. <laughs> guys here and left and right. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy's my favorite scene is when she took her period blood and smeared it on the king's face. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that was like, oh girl, you spicy. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I really liked William Defoe's. For the short time he was in the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of unfair. They, they did it again. They advertised him as top billing. He's only in for five minutes. Hey, yeah. he's fine. He had a whole movie's worth of performance from The Lighthouse. True. <laughs> so the director gave him, him t- his time. Yeah. No, but that's just that's just Robert Eggers wanting naked Willem Dafoe. Now, his next project's going to have Willem Dafoe in it, and he's also going to be naked. <laughs> was Anya Taylor-Joy in uh, Witch? Was she not the Vavitch? I have no idea. Yeah, she was. Okay. So, again, just like in The Witch, she did a she did a good job playing Earth Spirit Girl, as Kevin puts it. <laughs> fucking uh, Sedona Girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, nice. But are you in tune with your chakras? God, <laughs> no. And I, I, I'm going back to this again just because I think it works. The the pacing was well done, to where you get. You get like the slow ramp up. You see I the, think the I methodology would... and how stuff is done. Granted, 
some of the stuff at the farm could have been cut down a little bit. I would I would gripe that like because the first uh, no like thirty minutes of the movie flashes forward like twenty five years, that throws the entire pacing like off balance because then it just slows down as soon as he becomes an adult and uh, becomes a slave. Yeah, like, I mean that was kind of like the main point was like you just kind of assume he just learned to be a raider and then did the raiding thing, saved up enough money. Yeah, to but then like it was so action heavy front it was front loaded action heavy yeah um and then like the rest of the movie starts turning methodical and like slow well because the Which way could be a turn off for the, some. the way yeah. i saw it was like it was moving like that because he slowly started to forget his oath and was like starting to just plan being a just a viking in his own right i think there was also because he gave up on revenge for a good period it was just he was reminded about it yeah when he talked to like some ghost yeah ghost yeah. lady because he yeah, was like which talking. I'm not with... exactly sure where that came from. I have no idea, but yeah, she was like talking to another one of the Vikings, and he's just like, "Yeah, I almost have enough to start my own raiding party. It's gonna be great." And then, and then, His like, he wanted was, like, to start a business. Wanted yeah, he more. wanted to start a business, and he was like, "I'm in, dude. Just let me know when we're when we're quitting. We're putting it in our two weeks." And then you're like, "Oh shoot. Okay, I guess we're not worried about the revenge anymore." No, oh, yeah, I have to go kill my uncle. Yeah, yeah, and then. It slows down because he remembers how much time he he thinks he wasted and is now trying to figure out how to make up that time of trying to get his revenge. And I think another thing is that's just like here's the origin story. Let's move on. Yeah. And because and also you can also you can think about it as the reason why he becomes more methodical is because he's an adult now, mm-hmm. so he can actually like have the that higher end thinking to like plan shit out as he, opposed he can to use a, that heightened drugged iq to (laughs) really plan out everything that mushroom iq it felt slow because he was thinking so fast (laughs) (laughs) his mind is accelerating he's just like i am limitless (laughs) the vikings discovered the limitless drug before so that's why that's why he was just piss and mushroom tea that's why he was able to catch the spear in midair he's it was moving so slow he just decided to catch it no he never caught the spear he tried to catch it and it just embedded itself in his chest (laughs) and it's just his like life flashing before his eyes and like coma dreams before he finally dies this movie is actually only 30 minutes long (laughs) (laughs) because everything everything afterwards you it makes sense. Everything afterwards is fantastical and dreamlike. I want so it's all just like a <laughs> Well, I mean, when he started taking those drugs, things started to become fantastical and dreamlike. I want an edit of like him going to catch the spear, but it just embeds itself into him and then it cuts to credits. <laughs> oh fuck. But no. After spoiler talk, I mean, that's my spoiler talk. Do you guys have anything you wanted to touch on? What's wasn't that like final fight like really good? It was I, good. I that's that's where I felt the most stage fighting griping I had. But it's like well, so I would argue that this is because it's like kind of just like the climax, it's the culmination of everything. It they're on they're like literally fighting in on hell because they're on top of volcano. And I don't know how they're not melting. Because and they also have their clothes off, everything's fair. Um, just they uh, drop an, shields. Just an uncle and his boy, you know, wrestling, getting sweaty, uh, wrestling, <laughs> you know, settling, settling their differences. RKOing. They're supposed to be on like equal footing 
they're both very just um, tired, strong. Yes, tired, strong, experienced, um, battle hardened men, and like it's a clash of their honors. Yeah, mm-hmm. like at the fight, and like it can look very. It is like choreographed, but it it's they're just tired and slow, and like they can see every swing that's going forward. It's more of a thematic fight than it is a mm-hmm. yeah actual fight. And uh, who ends up winning? Neither. They None. both die. Who gets the final blow? Because they so- both do. Someone gets their head chopped off. I thought. No. No. <laughs> they literally both just stab each other through the gut and chest. Oh, okay. And it kind of just ends. He stares off into space as the Valkyries whisk him away to Valhalla. Yeah. yeah. Um. He also has uh the ability to see the future by oh touching the touching... stomach of his wife. Is it sucking blood or like touching his like loved it's... ones? But he was able to detect that he has twins, and that Anna Taylor Joy is preggers. Yes, with yeah. twins, and that they will have a mighty kingdom. And, like, yeah, he saw his entire, like, lineage forward. You know, like Bardock. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Deep cut. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, it's a, that's a big symbology thing. And you were, and like you said earlier, Idrisil, everything's connected. And, like, the family tree. And, by the way, I love that whole scene because it showed the ancestors as just, like, rotting corpses impaled by the branches. Yeah. And, like, once they die, the branch just goes through them and goes on to the next family member. Yeah, because in the line. Uh, uh, your lineage goes through death, um, and like everything that happens to your family is part of your family. Yeah, so I, I did like that scene of like him connecting with his own like heritage and like future and stuff. That was kind of cool. I was um, kind of disappointed that Jorman Gonder wasn't there to as as like a cameo. I want a giant snake. Um, what was eating it? his own tail it was <laughs> yeah could have been cool why isn't uh, kratos there the... <laughs> shoot what about boy <laughs> what was his name boy <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's just boy um, what was it uh what is your name boy yeah the you you mentioned this earlier uh in the spoil free zone um how like the like his father Mm-hmm. Um, he saw as a great man, but you got to see the subtleties between like how people kind of actually saw him actually and... saw him and the people who fought with him and how they kind of acted compared to like some of the other like just people around the town, the village, and stuff like that. And I was just like, huh, because like you can't because like the from Amleth's point of view, like the entire kingdom loved his father, but like. You can kind of imply that uh, his uncle got support from others somehow, and there has to be like a reason for that, right? Yeah. yeah. So there has to be like some sort of fallings with uh, or weaknesses with Ethan Hawke as a king that right. they would want to follow him in the first place. So he or that his own a... wife would want him dead. Maybe right. his penis is bigger. I don't know. Who else? I mean, could have I... had William Defoe. I'm just I'm just yeah. sad that we he didn't get to continue his lineage with his mom. I he, another another big God damn it. Another ugh, another big part of like noticing something's off is that Willem Dafoe plays like 
the jester. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but he also he makes he makes a dig at the queen. And the uncle is immediately like offended and is like, you cannot say that about the queen. And obviously implying that they're a thing, but also like the king's like, no, nah, it's fine. That was good. <laughs> that was <laughs> funny. You even, made it funny. Even though like in a real sense, he really did just straight up insult the queen yeah. and call her like a whore. Uh-huh. And it was like, God, okay. If that doesn't say much about your relationship, then I don't know what will. Right. Because shit. Mm-hmm. And then they went to But their... also he's like the shaman for like yes. the kings. So you're also just like... um they went to their puppy play cave. <laughs> <laughs> and just father and son, you know, pretending to be puppies. Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Uh with naked Willem Dafoe. But like <laughs> um there was also like a, a part in the beginning where um uh Nicole Kidman wanted to suck his dick, uh Ethan Hawks, uh, you know, as uh, reward for coming home and she wanted him to come in her home um can you stop <laughs> and he was like nah bitch i gotta stay on that grind and then the, <laughs> yeah. and then the sigma male grind set music starts playing in um but yeah he was said he he was like i no, i don't deserve i didn't deserve coitus i w- i did i wasn't as good as i w- could have been <laughs> i said because a big a big thing that occurred during the raid and whatnot was that uh yes uh a big part of uh that was that during the raid he got seriously injured like mm-hmm. he's going to die soon mm-hmm. yeah if not from blood loss just from infection mm-hmm. <laughs> so he like does the ceremony with his son to make his son become a man yeah right. and, and he was like we gotta fast track this growing up thing. Yeah. When are you turning 13, kid? <laughs> what? Last year? I'm late. Okay, let's get on this. Perfect. <laughs> You're supposed um, to have a son by the age of 12. <laughs> and the very interesting thing where, like, his son sheds a tear, they grab, grab it, it, yeah. it turns into, like, a jewel, mm-hmm. and is like, this is your one tear as a man. Yeah, this is you the get... last tear you'll ever drop. Yeah, yeah. You will get this back when the time is right. Yeah. And then take, and it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and as it goes on, it's I I think this movie is just so well written. I'm I I th- I like all of Egger's work. It it's trippy and you're not going to enjoy it at any it's not something you can watch any time and still enjoy it 100%. <laughs> but it is something that is just well crafted and he is he is definitely an artur where you can tell it's his work. Yeah. Even if you don't know he did it, you can tell he did it. And yeah, that's all that's all we got before we just start rambling. So yeah. this is probably so, a safe move right now. I guess, but I mean, watch it. Uh make sure you're planning to watch it or you might bounce off it. Uh or if you're not interested, just watch Vinland Saga, I guess. True. <laughs> yeah. What I still need to watch that. With that I, I am Tyr, god of wisdom and honor. I'm Mike. And I'm Heimdall, Idris Elba. Thank you, Kevin, for keeping the theme. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.